Hello, everybody, and welcome to Ask the CEO. Today, I'd like to introduce a very special guest. She is a venture partner at Machine Lab Ventures. It is my pleasure to welcome Dr. Melissa Sassy. Welcome, Melissa. Hi, it has been way too long since we've done this. Um, I seem to remember sitting outside in San Jose, California, maybe 2019. Yeah, it's been a couple of years. More than a couple. Like, how the heck? We're in 2023 now. I, the time is sure going. Thank you for having me back. It's an absolute pleasure. Melissa, you, you've come at the right time now because clean energy, climate change, sustainability, these are all really hot topics. And I know you're deeply immersed in all these technologies. Um, you, you know, you've visited 60 countries. You've even wrote- 61. 61, <laughs> 61 now. <laughs> you've even wrote your doctoral thesis on digital inclusion and the sustainable development goals. Yeah. Share with us what are, you know, we hear these words, the, the SDGs. What are the SDGs, also known as sustainable development goals? Yeah. So, um, you know, I think that when you think about making the world a better place or, you know, making sure that we have a, a planet that can be, you know, left for future generations, if you, if you will, and we are not in this, uh, you know, let's say, fiery pit of existential risk. Uh, we'll, we'll put that aside for now. We'll, we'll forget about the doom and gloom. <laughs> and we'll think about what are all the things that we need to do to make the world a better place. And that means, how do we make sure that, you know, people have an opportunity to, you know, progress economically, they have an opportunity to get an education, um, to be on a level playing field with others to have good health and well being, um, essentially, all of the different countries from around the world um, and, you know, a variety of different individuals and thought leaders and everyday old people like, you know, me, you, I don't know. I don't know if I say, I think old, I mean, not really old. No, we're not old. Absolutely not. No. Uh, but kind of thinking about what are those big things that we need to solve to make the world a better place. So there's 17 goals and, um, you know, they, they kind of look at all aspects of society, whether it's life on land, life underwater, you know, as I mentioned, health, inequalities, gender, so much more, partnership for the goals. And it is kind of like a, a set of metrics for us all to rally around because you know how it goes. If you cannot define something, you cannot measure it. And you cannot also tell whether you're you're succeeding or or failing. I think um, there's a lot of uh, you know kind of a controversy, if you will, around you know are we going to achieve them? You know, are we going to um, hit gender inclusion metric? Blah blah blah. And there's there are a lot of finite you know details around. These 17 goals, they definitely keep uh, those of us, uh, you know, who are, are working on them up at night, but they're, they're really goals and activities for all of us to achieve as long as we understand how do we think about them in the kind of frame of reference of the individual and not just the world or a president, a prime minister, because I think for most of us that that's pretty esoteric and, uh, you know, it's, it's hard to make it, it meaningful for us in our day to day lives. 
And, and I love the way you put that where it, it's about the individual um, and, you know, and, and not the doom and gloom, because if you think about it, right, like, yeah, why, you know, why should the individual care about, you know, the world at large, if he's suffering, right? Exactly. If you're living on less than a dollar a day, yeah. and you don't have access to clean water, uh, you don't have access to an education, um, you don't have access to the internet, or other things that are, you know, related to political life, social life, or, you know, you're, you're, you're experiencing, you know, you're, you're, you know, you're a child bride. How, how do you, you know, how do you think about that? And I think it goes back to this, you know, kind of age old dilemma of, I'm not going to be able to go out and solve the world's problems my own unless problem. I've got food to eat, unless I've got shelter. So I think it's this hierarchy of needs where, you know, those of us who are able to, um, you know, focus and do more, that's what we do. Um, but, you know, I think there are things, extremely micro things that each of us can do to contribute toward, you know, achieving goals. So, for example, you know, we'll, we'll go back to the water example. Let's assume I've got clean water. You know, am I going to go and take this, you know, plastic bottle and decide, you know what, I'm done with this plastic bottle. I'm just going to throw it outside in my in my backyard. Or I'm going to throw it out the window as my car is speeding by because, you know what, I don't live in that neighborhood over there. That's somebody else's neighborhood. Who cares? You know, so I, not to say that we all do stuff like this, but there are many different actions that we all can take to either share our skills forward or to contribute toward making the world a better place. So, you know, that's a great segue into tech. So, you know, we're all into tech and we talk about tech all the time. So how does tech impact the SDGs? You know, I, I was thinking about this when I was doing my dissertation for my PhD. And as you mentioned, my um, my focus area for my research is on the digital inclusion of underserved and underrepresented communities. And it's tied to solving the most pressing issues of our time, which essentially are the SDGs. Um, and as I looked at each and every one of them, tech is all around us. You know, we... Um, we can't apply for e-government services without having digital skills, all right? We can't go out and we'll do the same unless we have you know, access to an identity, maybe even a bank account, because maybe we've got to pay for something. You know, There are so many different things that are intertwined with, with tech, call it education, especially during all of the you know, COVID shenanigans where you know, young people, Educators were forced to redefine what it meant to get an education and how to go about, you know, doing that. Uh, remote work, applying for a job, even a farmer in rural Kenya needs to understand his, her, their, you know, weather patterns and yields and pricing and all of these different things that technology is intertwined into every single aspect of everything that we that we do and i need to spend more time you know appreciating you know kind of that turn it off time so that i don't get so caught up in technology or we don't get so caught up in technology that we forget what everyday life used to be like is like but i think there's no escaping it it doesn't matter whether it's work play family social political Tech is all around us. And I think on top of that, um, we often 
I think for those of us working in big tech or those of us who are thought leaders, analysts, or just your everyday tech worker, you know, sometimes we take for granted that um, we have access to the latest and greatest technologies, right? So we want a, a quicker phone. We want, you know, a better camera on that phone. We want quicker connectivity. You know, I don't know. I want to go to the moon, whatever it is. You know, you can talk about this little achievement all the way you know, to the moon, if you will. You know, under half, not that far from half of the world doesn't have access to the internet. You know, significant swaths of people don't have digital skills, don't have safe drinking water, don't have access to um, an education. You know, there are, and I don't remember the last numbers, I, this might be a little bit dated, but, you know, 250 million young people outside the school system. I think it, that number is higher. This is, again, a couple years old. Um, these are young people outside of school, not learning to read, not learning to write. It could be that they're child brides, child workers, forced migration, war, whatever. Doesn't matter, even if you're that one person who needs to get from country A to country B to find a better life for yourself. Tech is all around you. And it's not going to change. And unless you have the right skills to make meaningful use of tech, all of us, you are going to be left behind. So, you know, going back to um, the individual needs and, you know, taking care of ourselves in order to take care of the bigger problem, um, there's a saying money makes the world go round. Right. So at the end of the day, you know, we can have this great technology like electric vehicles and solar panels and 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 wind turbines and all that. But all that costs. Yeah. So yeah. what are the business implications of supporting the sustainable de development goals, um, you know, for businesses? And, yeah. and well, you know, I, I'd love to say that in every single thing that happens on Earth, there has to be a business model attached to it. But, you know, I think in reality, I'll, I'll give you an example. Um, you know, if you think about the way fixed wireless has been thought about in the past, you know, uh, think about getting people connected to the Internet in, in a rural community. Um, you know, assuming that fixed wireless is your solution, meaning you've got a tower and that tower has to be able to talk to the other tower and it has to be able to see, you know, between point A and point B, you know, it's it's just not necessarily feasible for you to have, let's say, fiber. It forces you to say, are there other ways such as, you know, satellite technology? Why do I mention that? I mention that because... Unless you think about innovation, disruption, using technology and science and engineering and math and really smart people getting together from all parts of the world, you're going to keep trying the same things that you did yesterday. And potentially that business model is not going to be there. So if you look at, you know, I'll, I'll give you a, a U.S. example. You know, there are large swaths of the United States and rural communities, especially on many of the uh, tribal communities that lack access to the internet, sometimes lack access to, to, to water or electricity. Yes, this happens in the U.S. as well. It's not just in uh, the global south. You know, it, it's really it's been really hard historically um, for these rural telcos to go out and build networks based on the existing technology that they have been using. And they had to tap into things like the infrastructure bill to help 
augment what the private sector could do. Is that the right answer? Is that the wrong answer? I don't know. But what I do know is unless you've got, you know, the right access to these things, you're not going to propel forward. So I think sometimes there has to be this balance um, of what is, you know, good for the people that will then turn into growth later on. But as a company, that's sometimes hard. Um, you know, one of the things that I've really seen, um, you know, kind of companies do lately is recognize that they've got to do well while doing good. And they can't just assume that there's this trade off between um, making the world a better place and making money. Now, I'm not saying that the equation is going to work out perfectly every single time. But I think it's really important for those of us who are looking at social causes and not just automatically assuming it's a social cause. It makes the world a better place. It makes us feel good. So there's no business model attached to it. You know, I think a lot of times a charity, a, you know, philanthropic arm of whatever will often look at, you know, straight donations, straight philanthropy. Um, but I think that's why we have that, you know, age old saying about teaching somebody to fish versus giving out a bunch of fish. There are often many different ways of attacking problems. And for me, I believe that you are, are going to be better off as a company if you think about that emotional aspect of being human to drive relevance while you're thinking about how am I going to turn, how, how, how am I going to turn this into making money? Because at the end of the day, you know, money is important. It does make the world go round, but I don't know about you. I don't want to be a grumpy curmudgeon who's just, you know, rich and, uh, you know, I've, I've left the whole world, you know, in a, you know, uh, I don't know, a blaze of flames behind me, but yeah. So, you know, I, I like, I like you're saying doing well while doing good, because, you know, ultimately there is that strategic vision where, yeah. uh, you know, maybe it's not going to make a lot of money now, but it's going to help the world at large. And that will eventually drive yep. that economic gain. Yeah. Like, for example, again, I'll go back to that, you know, internet digital skills example where, you know, there are, there's study after study after study that talk about if you have access to the internet, if you learn digital skills, here is the impact that that has on GDP, on GDP growth, on uh, economic outcomes at the individual level. You know, does it happen overnight? Maybe not, because there, you know, obviously things that need to happen between point A and point B. But there is significant evidence out there that, well, one, tech is not going away. Two. Right now, we even have, I think it's like 14 million or something like that, uh, open engineering roles that cannot be filled. Yeah. And I, I, I hope I got the number right, which forgive me if, if I messed it up. It's not 14 but million, it's 13 million or 15 million. It's huge. But yeah. it, by 2030, if you think about when the uh, UN Sustainable Development Goals are kind of like, I don't know, do, if you will, uh, when we've got to achieve those things, um, they're projecting that there will be 85 million open engineering jobs. So tech's not going away and we need to lean in so that we can continue to support ourselves and our families because the way we've been doing things, it's got to include tech or we will be left behind. So who is doing it right? Oh, gosh. You know what? I think that there are smidgens of, of, of companies and people, right? Um, 
I'm an ex Microsofty, uh, which I don't know, maybe I could still call myself a softy, even though, yeah, I'm definitely a softy. Um, <laughs> yeah, I do like that play on words. I did that on purpose. Uh, yeah, so uh, I, I love the work that they're, you know, that they're doing when it comes to, you know, social good and impact investment. You know, is all of it, you know, uh, I think as, you know, touchy feel goody as it should be. No, I think there, there are a lot of improvement areas there and, and with many other companies, but I love the work that Microsoft is doing. I see them on, uh, you know, kind of making a stand when it comes to, um, you know, driving ethics and AI, when it comes to uh, social justice and things where you look at it, and you're like, okay, what does that have to do with the big tech company? Um, well, in many cases, a big tech company is is driving us forward in a lot of a lot of ways, good and bad, right? But I love what Microsoft is doing. I love how um, BlackRock, for example, actually I worked at BlackRock too, but you know some of the things that they're doing when it comes to um, looking at you know women in in the you know women on boards, women in the C suite, um, and making sure that from a business perspective, we're thinking about climate action and. Uh, you know, for lack of better words, conscious capitalism. So we are, again, not just looking to make money, but we've got other elements that incorporate the the SDGs, you know, into, you know, everyday business. Um, I think in terms of countries, you know, that are doing it right, I don't think any country has quite figured out all of them. And I think that part is doom and gloom. I, I'm sorry to say, uh, you know, how what kind of progress are we making? Doom and gloom. Um, there are people still to this day, maybe even you, who don't necessarily look at these big goals and think, okay, here's my piece. Here's what I'm going to do today. Here's what I'm going to do tomorrow. And here's how that, you know, helps us to achieve these things. Because I think some of us are like, wait, if I support this, am I you know, supporting the evil empire of globalization. And, you know, obviously there are lots of, uh, lots of conversations going on these days about, you know, is there a bigger agenda? How about we just go make the world a better place? That sounds like a great goal. Right. It sounds so simple, but then I sit here, you know, in, in my apartment in, in Mexico thinking, okay, what have I done to make the world a better place today? And, you know, if I go to sleep right now and I, I, I never wake up, you know, am I going to be, you know, proud of what, you know, what someone reads about the work that I've done? Have I done everything that, that I could do, you know, to um, be the change I wish to see in the world? And am I the, the change agent or the, you know, person of impact that, you know, not only did the right thing, but influenced others to do the right thing. Uh, even though sometimes do the right thing is probably like, a, I don't know, to each his own, uh, you know, probably defined differently depending upon who you're talking to, right? So so talking about doing the right thing, uh, which ones of the SDGs would be your favorite and why? Oh, gosh. Um, so I am really, you know, I, I kind of look at a few different ones. I love... Um, the reduced inequalities, because, you know, as a, as, as a woman from the center of the U.S., um, you know, in many respects, I was born into privilege. I don't have a choice. Well, maybe, I don't know, maybe I was swimming around somewhere in the, uh, in the universe. I was like, I want that to be my mom. I don't know. But either way, you know, I, you know, I was born into what I was born into. And in some cases, that was a position of privilege. Um, and I, I, I'm very, very thankful for that. 
but in other respects, it's a, a position of disadvantage. And what I mean by that is less than 2% of venture capital funds goes to female founders. That's a bunch of rubbish because there are many, 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 you know, uh, women founders with amazing ideas who deserve access. To a lot of systemic bias and change that needs to happen. So, you know, that's one thing in my lifetime I would love to, to see um, change and I'd love to be part of that movement. Uh, so reduced inequalities is one of them, which I think also comes hand in hand, you know, with that conversation around women in the C-suite, women in on boardroom, you know, equal pay, you know, that sort of thing. Um, but it also goes hand in hand with the uh, other SDG, which is about gender inclusion. Um, I've spent a lot of time, as I, as you mentioned, you know, 60, 61 countries. Um, and I, I, I've seen lots of different ways of doing things lots of different norms and in some sometimes they made me super uncomfortable sometimes I wanted to you know lean in in some cases it made me think or in some cases it made me sick uh, sometimes even in my own culture you know rethinking the things that I thought I knew um, but you know we need to have uh, you know I think uh, places where women and girls feel welcome uh, where you're not a uh, a founder of color and feel like wait a second, or or an, uh, a founder of or or an engineer of color and you walk into your job you're like wait a second where are all my people at um, you know I, I I think there is too much bias in the world conscious and unconscious so those are a couple things I think lastly and this is kind of like having to pick your favorite you know your favorite kid like who's your favorite kid oh, you're like uh, uh, that one. <laughs> um, <laughs> But that the last one would be, uh, you know, quality education. You know, uh, we all. I it believe, goes hand uh, in hand, by the way. Yeah, yeah. We all deserve access to information, access to an education, and I believe we uh, are are living in a time that is so groundbreaking in terms of what have we seen and what's to be seen. You know, it's like the microprocessor, right, or the chip, and then it's like. Looking at, you know, encryption and communication, these are things that have fundamentally changed access to information and our ability to be equal with the powers that be, you know, um, so much, so much. So those are probably the three ones, again, reduced inequalities, quality education and uh, gender inclusion. But again, it's like asking me, you know, who's my favorite kid? So there you go. Well, I would say that those are the enablers of all the other SDGs, because if you think about it, we as a society are doing a major disservice by having this bias, because if someone comes up with this really great idea to solve a problem in the world, and it happens to be a woman, so are we going to say that we are not going to give the world right. this, you know, this great solution because a woman came up with that idea? I think it's even more fundamental than that. I think in some cases, it's just that idea, that solution, it's just not even uh, sometimes making its way to the conversation to even say, I don't want to hear that idea, or I don't want to be part of that idea. It's just, it doesn't get through the, the noise sometimes because you've got, again, kind of systemic problems. But, you know, for those of us, you know, women founders, it's exhausting trying to continue to you know pitch for capital if you will and watching a failed founder who crashed and burned 
and left people in, in, in significant lurches and all of a sudden land on $100 million to automate the toilet. You know, like I, I'm just giving you a, a bad example, but, you know, these things happen. And those of us tech founders or non-tech founders, whatever, you know, we look at me like, wait a second, I just want a fair shot. Now, I'm not one of those like diehard crazy feminists who's like, you know, um, force at me, I'm a woman and here's what that means. No, I, I know how to command, you know, an, an audience. I know how to speak up. I know how to make sure that I'm included. But sometimes it just gets a little hard, you know, where you're just like, oh, man, do we really have to do this, you know, today? Very good perspective. And I think anybody that has daughters, you know, should ask themselves if my daughter were out there in the world, you know, what kind of uh, experience would I want her to have? It's, you yeah. Know, it's and how can we make sure that we're the right allies and and role models? And I look at it from the perspective, too, of like, you know, I may be. You know, I may be a woman who faces blah, blah, and blah, but, you know, I don't know what it's like for, you know, a black founder from rural Mississippi at, or, you know, rural Africa, some village, whatever, it doesn't matter. Um, and so I think it's important for all of us to recognize that, you know, we need to kind of listen and learn and figure out how, how do we be more inclusive? How do we, again, not only make the world a better place, but make money at the same time because I like shoes. I like to travel. I like to do things and I like to solve big, wicked problems. So only way to do that is if you've got a sustainable business model that looks at, you know, solving problems, giving people what they want, you know, having some badass tech incorporated into it ideally. And I don't know, rocking and rolling. Maybe I'm making it too simple, but there you go. Well, it's got to be sustainable for the individual. You know, you, if you're not, if you're struggling to pay your bills, you're not being creative in solving world problems. Oh, trust me. I understand as someone who uh, recently left her big job in tech and uh, is figuring out, you know, how do you survive off of blood, sweat and tears of a, uh, a social impact founder or, you know, someone who's now running a, you know, a venture studio and just at the beginning stage of that. It's hard. How do you think about making the world a better place if, uh, you know, you haven't thought about where you're going to get your pasta today or your or your meat or your your shelter? It doesn't matter. So, so talking about where to find pasta, what keeps you up at night? Oh, what keeps me up at night? You know, right now it's um, making sure that I am uh, looking at ventures that, you know, our studio is uh, scouting that are actually strategically positioned to last that they have the right business model. Um, I'm like one of those rose colored glasses kind of person. I look at, you know, I try to look for the good in you and the good in all of us and, you know, what you could bring to the table versus how are you going to ruin my life and how do you make the world a worse place? And I think we all need to balance the good and the bad. Uh, I'm very thankful that I have a, a, partner at, at Machine Lab Ventures that helps me to uh, kind of think about the more business aspects of things of like, slap, slap, not everybody is a rose, you know, not everybody's a rose, not everybody's awesome, not everybody deserves to get an invite to the, uh, you know, to the dinner team. And my, my, I'm thankful I got a partner like that, because I think if I didn't, I probably wouldn't eat because I'd be running around trying to make the world a better place. And then there'd be a shiny thing over there and there, and I'd end up everywhere and nowhere. So what does the future hold? I gosh, 
Well, I'd love to say that the future holds us achieving uh, or solving or whatever these big wicked challenges in front of us, but I'm worried and I think we all are. I think we need to find more sustainable business models for doing some of the things that need to be done. And I think that there needs to be um, systemic change across the, the board. The world is becoming more divided than ever before. Uh, not only do we have brain drains and, you know, urban world divides and, you know, class divides, um, we've got to figure out how do we come together uh, as humans uh, and solve some of the inequalities. There's no reason why somebody should be born into being a, an indentured servant, if you will, modern day slavery while bloke over here, you know, makes a billion dollars a day or I know that whatever it is, lots of different things to do, lots of different things to solve. Uh, we'll see how things like digital assets come to fruition. We'll see the impact of our, you know, the world's monetary policies and provisions. We'll see how we achieve good health and well-being, quality education, what I do know is I want to be on the right side of history, and that is looking at how can I play my role, how can I influence others to play their role, and I want to be able to wake up and look at myself in the mirror and feel like I'm fired up to go be the change that I want to see in the world, and hopefully, hopefully you'll join me. Absolutely. So. How can people connect with you as well as yeah. more about Machine Lab Ventures and also how to get involved and make the world a better place? Yeah, so I'll uh, I'll cover a couple things. So I'm on Twitter. You can find me at Mentor Africa with a K. Um, I'm easy to find uh, anywhere online. I think there's one other Dr. Melissa Sassy, and I don't remember if she's a doctor or not, but I might be the only Dr. Sassy in the world, which uh, is kind of cool. Who doesn't want to be called Dr. Sassy, right? Um, you can find me on Instagram. I'm not very good at Instagram. I do. It's more personal and fun, but it's M Sassy Frash with two S's. Um, fun thing. I don't know if I told you this, Abraham, but I'm uh, updating my website, melissasassy.com. And it should kind of, uh, have some ways to engage. It's the new one's not live yet. So it looks like this dead, boring page, but Google me. I'm sure you can track me down. Uh, as long as you've got access to the internet and a device, uh, you can find me. Feel free to uh, send me a, a LinkedIn request. Feel free to ping me in Twitter or whatever. I, again, I'm easy to find. Awesome. Melissa, do you have any parting words of wisdom that you'd like to share with the audience? Yeah, I would say, um, you know, it's not it's not too late to think about how do you go out and, and, and drive change, create change? How do you how do you find ways to uh, identify what your life's work is that when you wake up in the morning, you know that this is exactly what I was meant to do. This is my life's work. Uh, it took me till I was probably, gosh, 40 before I got comfortable in my own skin, figure some of those things out. Um, you want to get inspired and hear about some cool people doing some cool stuff. Uh, come on over to our, our, our Machine Lab Ventures website, which you can find at MLVP, which is Machine Lab Venture Partners, MLVP. I know that sounds really long. MLVP.io. I hope you can find that. And I hope my... Uh, my ability to enunciate letters, you know, made sense. It's always hard when you're trying to figure out the URL from someone, but hopefully you'll add that to the comments somewhere, uh, Abraham, so that we're all on, on, the, good page, on the same page. 
absolutely will do. Uh, Melissa, thank you so much for sharing your time and your wisdom. I really enjoyed thank having you. you on the show. Thank you. I always love chatting with you. Take care. Thank you.